Welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. These podcasts are designed to motivate, educate, and to inspire you to take huge action in your life, to change your life from this moment on. I interview inspiring guests with amazing stories that you can hopefully learn from, relate to, and spur you on to achieve big things. If you want to follow my personal journey and all the different things that we do, please follow me on Instagram, which is Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. Or on YouTube, my page is Terry Blackburn property. Me, myself, I've been from rags to riches, had nothing. Now I've built multiple businesses and over millions of pounds. I have a multi-million pound portfolio of property up in the Northeast of England. I am by no means done yet. So please get in touch if you love the show. If you have any feedback for me, I'd really appreciate that. And I'm happy to help as many people as I possibly can. That's what this show is all about. So enjoy the episode. Take care, have a fantastic day, and don't just take notes, take action. Just before the podcast starts, I just wanted to let you know I've released a book on Amazon called Be a Lion. So Be a Lion is about how to dominate and how to be successful in every part of your life. The four main parts of your life being your business or your career, your property, empire, your property business, uh, your health and fitness, and your relationships. Now, if you can be more successful in those four areas, business, property, health and fitness and relationships, I'd imagine your life's going to be quite a bit better. It's not one or the other. It's not sacrificing your health and fitness in order to be successful at work. And it's not being really, really wealthy, you know, at the expense of your, your relationship. You can be happy, successful content in every single part of your life. And the book does explain how I do that and how I believe you could replicate what I've done and just be a little bit better in each part of your life. So it's on Amazon, be a line. It's 15 quid, cost of a Domino's pizza. I'm sure everyone listening to this can afford 15 quid and it might just change you and it might just make you a little bit better in each part of your life. So pop on Amazon, grab it. That'll be massively appreciated and enjoy this podcast. Have a fantastic day. Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. Now, today's guest is a guy called Reese Many. He's in the lovely Canary Wharf, he's just told us earlier on. Um, he's got extensive experience in sourcing, development. He owns multiple businesses in the development and property investment space. He's been involved in over 1,000 units with a GDV of over 220 million, uh, including 30 large projects over the last five years. So properly focused, I think it'll be a great episode full of knowledge, experience and lessons. And I'm excited to hear a little bit more. So welcome to the show, Reese Many. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to, to come on and have a chat with yourself. No, thank you. I appreciate you. are very busy, man. As am no I, problem. so we'll, we'll jump straight <laughs> in. There's probably lots to talk about. So what we like to do on the show, Reese, is just talk about um, your story, really, and try and extract some inspiration, some lessons from it. So... Three yeah. main parts of your story would be, first of all, just how you got into property, how it actually started for you. Second yeah. part is the growth part, the exciting part, where everyone wants to know how you went from your first unit to building over 1,000. And yeah. then just the last part is just what your attention is on. So if you could start with the first bit, how it all started for you, Reese, that would be great. Yeah, well, about me, obviously, um, 35 years of age, um, pretty good upbringing, I would say, you know, come from um, a, a good good family background. Um, family was very, you know, committed for me to, to do well, backed me in everything that I'd done, any 
anything that I wanted to do from playing football to whatever sports, you know, when I was younger, they was always um, my, the people there uh, waving the flag and saying, look, if that's what you want to do, get on with it. So I think that helped um, in, in the background. I left school early, you know, so I, I dropped out of school when I was 15 and I started working in my father's business. Um, and that's where I learned hell of a lot in business, to be honest with yourself. Uh, because at a young age, he had just taken over his own business. Um, before I started, he bought the business from somebody else. And he was sort of forced into buying it, to be honest with you. He wasn't a businessman. He was somebody that preferred to work for somebody, earn his money and go home to his family. Um, he was forced to, to buy in the, the business and he sort of fell into this ownership role, I suppose. Um, and I dropped out of school and entered that family business with him. And I, I learned hell of a lot at a young age that a lot of people obviously wouldn't get access to. And it wasn't all good and it wasn't all pretty. Um, like you hear some stories, you know, I fell into it? my what dad's the business. Um, it was a souvenir printing business. So what we used to do was um, sell souvenirs to Colchester Zoo, London Zoo. And we used to print on pens, pencils, mugs and things like that. Um, so it was a good business, but just where he'd bought it, you know, he was naive in business and there was a lot to learn in a short space of time. I grew the sales team. Um, you know, we we made it work and he exited it um, not, not that long after I started. So I was there for about three years, but I learned a lot in terms of stuff that can go wrong in a very, very short space or a quick time. Um, and at that young age, really stood, it, it, it made me grow up quick and realise, you know what, it's not all as as, um, as easy as it as it seems, seeing that front end. And, you know, then I just got into um, the investment world, just, just out of pure luck. I mean, I had a couple of other businesses myself, sports shops um, and people driving for me, courier businesses. But... Um, my mum got me a job in an investment company in London um, just one day. She said, oh, look, you've got a job interview. Go up there. And, and I fell into that and, and I enjoyed it. It was, it was good fun, um, great atmosphere. Didn't think that I was an office kind of person because I'd always been out and about. Um, but, you know, fell into that and it, it, it went well. And what I realised quickly through my career in, in investments and in, in, um, in London, quite frankly, is that... You know, not every investment company are out to to, to help investors. Um, they're more inclined to sell something because it lines their pocket instead of what's right for the investor. So I thought, you know what, there's quite um, a gap in the market here, you know, in terms of an opportunity that, that works for everybody. Um, and I, I fell into working with a couple of property developers come across them and they was looking to raise capital um, through private investors and that's where I was like well you know what I think we could put two and two together here and I started working with them um, and it, it was really successful we raised hell of a lot of money quickly um, and I've become a business partner in in that project um, and and that's you know that's where the growth come from and, and how it works and how how my business evolved but you know as a, a from a young age I was always looking to to buy or sell or make money uh, from having a paper round from working outside of um, school, school holidays, six weeks holidays, I'd always get myself a job. Wasn't really interested in um, anything else apart from making a success and, and learning and finding as much information out as, as possible, really. 
Mm. Um, and that, that's how it was for me as, 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 as a youngster. It was always looking for an opportunity. And do you think you got that from your dad or is that... Is there, not really. Uh, Maybe. It's, it's not fair to say no because obviously he learned me a lot, but he wasn't entrepreneurial or he wasn't... Um, you know, he sort of fell into buying the business. He didn't... That wasn't his end goal. He didn't want to end up with the business. He just worked for the business. The business fell into a situation where the guy was selling it and everyone was going to lose work. Um, and my dad sort of was like, well, look, I'll, I'll get on with it. And, and he made it work. And he was learning on the job, so to speak. So, yeah, a lot of it come from that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, you, you know, you, you can have it just installed in you. You know, it's, it depends what kind of person you are. But, I mean, one thing that I would say, and I talk on a lot of podcasts and do a lot of speeches um, up and down the country to various different audiences and, you know, uh, one thing I do say is that if I can do it, anyone can. Um, and it's as simple as that. You know, it's, it's about how much you want something compared to, you know, you need opportunity, you need money, you need this. It's, no, it's how much do you want it? And there's, you know, you get 10 people in the room, they all say they want it. Um, but there's a different, a, a different amount of wanting it than the next person. And that's all business comes down to. Trial and error, you know. People make mistakes in business every day. The only people that don't make mistakes are people that are not doing anything. Um, you know, but it's how you deal with them um, and how you move on and, and how you encourage it. What you know, what what do you want out of it? Yeah, I, I agree, man. You know, it does come down to a lot of it. How much they actually want it. You know, some people are tucked up in bed at, at nine o'clock, or they're watching Netflix <laughs> from six o'clock. Like, It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll be nice. <laughs> eight to five. I mean, does that even exist anymore? What, what be nice. that? But that's that's yeah. that's that's that's, that's how it works. Um, exactly, exactly. And that's 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 where I've come from. I've never I've never been nine to five. It's always you know, um, constantly working. It's my own thing, um, you know. So that's that's how I started. I sort of fell into the the investment side of things um, and fundraising with. Um, various different developers that went extremely well. Um, and I went from, you know, working with small developers to making a very, very large developers in a short space of time and, and learned hell of a lot in that time as well. So I thought, you know what? Um, keep helping these developers get to where they need to be. Um, it's about time that, you know, I, I looked at doing some developing myself. And that's when HJ Collection was born, which is my development company. Um, so that was, we're just going into our third year now. So three years ago, you know, and that particular business in three years, we're about 35, about 35 million GDV in that business alone. Um, and, and that's in like just under a three, well, just, oh, just coming into the third year now um, from a standing start. Now we just complete. So what, what I find as well is, it's about finding a niche and sticking to a niche. I, I see so many entrepreneurs or investors or anybody, not, not just entrepreneurs, but with a scattergun approach. They want to do everything. They want, you know, they're on to the next shiny object tomorrow. Um, you see, we convert office space into residential. Straightforward. It's boring. It's not like these skyscrapers I'm sitting here looking at, fancy colours going up the side of them and things like that not my bag don't know nothing about it um what my bag is is 
get in an unloved office space in a second or third tier city where people need new homes, regenerating it, ripping it out, starting from scratch, building boxes inside boxes. And that's how we can grow so quick because there's so much stock, there's so much unloved office, especially. And again, it's about opportunity. Look, people, we all did sit and cried about the pandemic. What are we going to do? Big problem. What an opportunity is for my business right now. The amount of empty office spaces around the country um, is unbelievable. And I can convert them into offices. And also what I can do is partner up with high net worth and sophisticated investors that want to work with me and give them a better return that they would get sitting in, you know, the high street bank or an ISA or, or wherever they're putting their money. Um, you know, and we can give them a fixed coupon payment for, for working with us um, and security over our assets for us to be able to go and use their money with our money and do multiple developments at one time. So we've got four developments running right now. Um, you know, we've got partners in them developments. We then refinance them developments, exit the investors and retain the, retain the investment or retain the investment product on a long-term um, mortgage, which, which, you know, gets rented out and um, we just keep it for a rainy day. So we're building our portfolio up and up and up. We've started, we've started to sell and, and release some, um, but the majority of stuff we hold. Just a few things that came to mind when you were talking there. Is there any particular reason why office to resi? Is that something that you, you like the numbers on? Is that a good strategy in terms of the profitability at the moment? Or is that just something that your you, maybe your JV partners are used to? Is there any reason behind that? Or, or It's simple. Think? <laughs> it's easy <laughs> um and 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 the numbers are good um you know all right yeah we do we, we do get some problems but not problems like you do listen we will start doing new builds and other stuff but the my, my business partner um on on all my pd stuff you know he's been successful uh permitted developments for the last 15 years i've learned everything from him i've extracted everything that he knows and run with it like a like a ball um and you know that's what he specializes in so that's what i specialize in and we're just stuck to that um he's now branching off and looking at other stuff and once he's tested it and tried it and it's worked and then i've invested and i've co-invested with him and we've had some pr products that have worked and we've produced stuff um you know then yeah maybe we will add that to our portfolio but for now um stick to what works um and that's working yeah the price of office space is going up because everybody's jumping on the bandwagon, uh, but it still works for and us. Is there any it's not going to work for everybody. Is there any particular reason why the, the second and tier, second and third tier cities, is that just price point? Is that, again, yeah. what you know? It's, what was it, it? It's, 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 it's my strategy. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm not up against anybody. Um, I'm not up against big boys that, that want to be in the market, that want to pay through the nose for, for sites. Um, my contract teams are around them areas, so we know what we we know what we can build out at. We know what we can produce in them areas, and we also know that as soon as um, they're completed, we tenant them with unbelievably quick in them areas. There's so much demand for for affordable, clean um, units in and around second and third tier cities that you won't, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, Doncaster, Wakefield, Pontefract. If I if I could have ninety, if I could have another hundred apartments in Doncaster right now, I could I could rent them all in two weeks. Unbelievable. 
um, and you wouldn't think it, you know, and there's less, there's less competition in them areas. And it works for us. We've got good relationships with the local authorities because we're doing up unloved office space um, and converting it into where people want to be. Um, so we're giving back to the community slightly and it, and it works. Mm. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Do you do any other strategies in terms of, do you do HMO, do you do service accommodation, anything along yeah, those lines? I mean, personally, yeah, I, we've, we've got some HMOs that, that we do. Um, you know, we've, we've looked in the service accommodation, done a, a touched on a little bit in, in Blackpool in the service accommodation market. Um, you know, you just, you know, one, one piece of advice that I could give to anybody is just, if you're going to get involved with something, make sure you've done your due diligence and you know what you're looking to get out of it. So what's your strategy? There's, you've got to go into every property deal that you're looking at with a strategy. Um, that's, are you looking to retain? Is it service accommodation because you want to retain it and rent it out on short-term lets and, and maximise um, you know, the, the potential of what you can bring in in the peak seasons? You know, you've got to remember what happens in the bad seasons as well. Um, but, you know... you. And that's the thing, you've got to go into it with an open mind and, and get yourself around um, serious serious people that have done the job before. You know, a lot of people in, in this country, in the UK, are scared to ask other people how they done. Why did they do that? Because they feel like um, it ain't really what, what we do. You know, we're proud, we're British, we, we don't do that. But you don't get anywhere by doing that. You, you've got to ask questions. You've got to, you know, if that person ain't going to give you the answer, move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. The only way you're going to learn and you're going to get a benefit is your network is, is key to anything that you do. You've got to surround yourself with like-minded, real people that have done things. There's so many people out there that tell you that they've done stuff and then you, you know, they haven't. You just need to check companies' house, don't you? That's the problem with this company. Listen, there's, there's, there's companies' house, but the, the, even the problem with that is that some, some entrepreneurs have so many different businesses. So where, where are you looking? There's so much companies' house. There's so much things you can look at right now. Um, I mean, my track record as well through another entity that wasn't solely mine. I was a shareholder in it. Um, so potentially you might not be able to look that up and, and, and get that number that, everyone's looking for but what you will be able to do is go online and see what i've produced in terms of other stuff and and what we're producing right now um but it's still so many people the internet's a great place right now you can find out whatever you want to find out so use it you know don't just take people's word for it and buy you know there's so many courses that are being sold and you you can learn this on that um I'm, I'm a believer in, you know, stick with or find people that you want to work with, pick their brains, and that's how you're, you're going to produce what you want to produce. Mm. Do, you, do you feel that that was, I mean, how actually, I forgot to ask you there, how old were you when you, your mum said she got you this investment job? How old, how old were you at that stage? Were you still pretty young at that stage, getting in that? Yeah, I, 18, 18, not, yeah, 18, 17, 18, yeah, yeah, not, oh, wow. not old at all. And um, so that was then, so you were working with developers at that age, sort of talking about surrounding yourself. With so these they, they, there were so many structures out there. We was, we were selling and, and introducing a developer to, to investors and they was funding them and they was getting on and we was getting paid a commission for doing that. Um, and, I, and I just thought, you know what, it's such a bigger picture here. There's so, there's so much opportunity in this space. 
um, to to partner up with the right people and put the right people together. And I've always been always been good at that, putting the right people together and finding the right people. Mm. Because that's what you've got to do. You know, you've you've got to get in and around good people um, to be able to get the answers that you need. Mm. You learn from their mistakes instead of learning from your own, right? Um, yeah, hundred percent. Um, and you know, if if you don't ask the question, how, how are you ever going to know the answer? Mm-hmm. Can't work everything out yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's quite costly to do that, right? Um, yeah, it can what, be. What would, you, what would you say on? Um, obviously, you've rose a lot of finance for by the sounds of it for yourself and for other people. Um, any advice that you would give on that for the for the listeners on raising finance from small amounts to large amounts? What advice would you give? Yeah, I mean, you again, you just need to make sure that you you've got enough fat in the deals to mm-hmm. to be able to bring that finance in because it does creep up. You know, you when you're looking at a deal, um, a deal on on paper looks okay until you start factoring what it's going to cost you if you are using other people's money and you're putting money in yourself. Just need to make sure. Um, I, I think when when I started, I looked at every deal and I wanted to do every deal. Mm. Now, that was my biggest fault. I was like, yeah, I like that deal. It looks good. But you just need to you need to pick what deals you're going to get involved with and what deals you're not. You know, it's it, sometimes it's a it's a god sent to pass on a deal, um, and not become emo- emotionally attached to it either. It's a deal at the end of the day, um, and you you need to assess every angle. You need to look at the worst case scenario all the time. It's right looking at the best case. Right, if it all goes well, we're going to get this. Well, no, but what happens if it don't all go well? Can can you still pay who you took money from? Um, can you still exit and and can still you wipe your face and can you still keep your reputation? Because listen, not every deal goes right. Not every deal is as profitable as everyone tries to say it is. And you only talk about the ones that are good. No one talks about the ones that didn't work, right? But yeah, yeah. there's a, everyone's got deals that didn't work, but it's how you manage that process of it not working to making sure that, one, you don't dent your reputation, and two, everyone still gets back what, what they needed to get back, even if the deal didn't go as well as it should have. Yeah, that's a good point, not having, having skin in the game. I think, yeah, for sure. There's again, social media is a great thing, but it's it's also poses a lot of issues. How people approach me, this amount, oh, can I, how can I do this? Or could you fund this? Could you fund that? And yeah. if they're not putting any money in, if I have JV, I've JV with plenty of people. If I, if I have, then you've got to really have some in the in the game, yeah. right? Oh, you've can, bring can you give me hundred percent? Yeah, what are you bringing to the party? Exactly. If it might be just your skill set, it might be. It might not necessarily be the money, but if you're bringing all the skills and the deal and everything else, and you know, but I think having some skin in the game, you're completely right in what you're saying there. In terms of actually attracting them, though, you've mentioned networking and things. How have you, maybe, personally attracted a lot of your investors? And, and again, any other sort of key sort right, of right now, right now, word of mouth. Um, you know, we mouth, get a yeah. lot of referrals okay. now. Uh, but when we started, you know, the, the same old networking events, getting out there, meeting people, um, showing them what we've done, talking talking to people that are looking to buy, um, finding out why they didn't go ahead with, with what they was and if we can make their pro. It's about adding value, right? So you, you, you find somebody that's, that's looking to, to do something themselves, you give them the value why, 
you know, they can concentrate on what they're doing more that's going to make them more money and they can team up with a professional like you that, you know, can do what you're going to do. You're going to put some skin in the game. They're going to help as well um, with, 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 with finance. Um, and you're going to make it work together. Um, it's about adding values. It's finding them people. There's plenty of people out there. But as you said, social media does give you um, does give you access to people as well. But you've also got to be careful of who you're dealing with, because a lot of people say yes, 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 and then you'll get to to the last stage, and you can waste hell of a lot of time going into legals, doing this, doing that, to find out the person that promised they was going to do X actually have not got the capability of doing it. Yeah. I've heard some horror stories like that as well. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think there's a lot, a lot of that online. <laughs> it's it, they yeah. tell you what. And, and that's the problem. That's the problem. So it's about, you know, it's, it's, it's about keeping things close and working in the right, with the right. And I keep saying it. It's how, and then someone says, well, how did you find the right people? Well, it's trial and error. You know, how, how did you find your wife or your partner or, you know, Trial and error, right? Yeah, sure enough, <laughs> you're right. gonna get one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to keep exploring and, um, you know, talking to people and finding out. And that's how business is done, it's exactly the same, in my opinion. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I run my my operations. I agree. Do, do you do it a bit with your gut as well? Often, act on my gut, six, six senses, yeah. It? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to listen to what think, your inner self says. Yeah, definitely. I, I think females have got that extra little sixth sense, haven't they? But it looks yeah, about it too. Definitely. Um, I, yeah. I, I, the, the women in, in a few of my businesses, if I've got a new starter, I always ask them what you think. Because women seem what to do you have think? this. Yeah. <laughs> seem to have yeah. this thing, right? And they, they know, they tell you exactly what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah, exactly. And us as the blokes, nah, I'll be fine. He's a good lad. And yeah. then they're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, always. That's great. Th- th- thank you for sharing that, mate. Um, what's your attention on right now? Then, it seems like you're doing loads of different things. Um, what 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 strategies your attention on? And anything attention in particular? Is, my my attention at the moment is is straightforward, very simple. Um, get as much office conversions in our portfolio as possible. Um, you know, there's so much opportunity out there. Uh, get get hold of the sites, take the sites, um, even if we don't convert them straight away, but we will do. Um, you know, but I'm in I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the buying mood at the moment is to why this opportunity is around. So many spaces that are are unav- that are available that there's nobody in. Um, it's about utilizing them. You know, I'm looking at 30, 40 deals a month. Um, you know, we don't we don't work half of them but you know we've got a big pipeline that we've we're happy with and probably got a pipeline of around two three hundred million that we've appraised that we like um so you know we're talking to funders we're putting our equity bits together um you know and we're really really gung-ho at the moment on acquiring sites mm, so we're in a big expansion um situation right now expansion phase fair play Definitely. Mm. Um, what's your thoughts on? Uh, I know it's a very, it's a crystal ball, right? Um, do you think that in that that market or strategy can be impacted or will be impacted in the next few years? Are you pretty confident? A lot of people are saying twenty twenty six we're going to have continuous growth until. Any views on that? It, 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 it's, it's, it's always going to something's going to always going to happen. Um, 
you know, it's going to go down. It's got a, the, the bubble's got to go down. It, it, everything it has to. But you know, the areas that we target, we don't really target for growth because you know there's not a lot of growth in them areas. We're more yield. You know, so again, even whatever happens, people need places to live. Um, and places will need to be rented. If we have to reduce our rent slightly, we will do. Um, you know, but long as our 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 mortgages are covered, um, we don't have no problems. I mean, we we run a normally around not even through the pandemic, ninety three percent occupancy. You know, and and to to just to give you an example, you know, our we we need to be at forty three percent to make sure everything stays stays in sync yeah you know so we've got we've got a lot of wiggle room there unless and i think if we drop under 43 percent i'll be more i've got bigger things to worry about than my portfolio <laughs> i'll be looking to try and get out of here pretty quick um but you know we don't know what's around the corner but that's the good thing about the property market yeah am i in it just for the growth no we're in it for the long-term play um we we're looking to build and build and hold and hold and hold um what will we do in 10 15 years so i don't know maybe then we sell we might float um you know we we might convert into a re we, we don't know there's loads of opportunities and different people saying oh maybe you should look at this maybe you should look at that but right now just focused on one thing buying retaining and, and moving on to the next one love that love that um Great, no, thank you for sharing. Um, the show is called The Rags to Riches Show, Reese. But what does yep. being rich mean to you? Because you can be rich in loads of different things and assets. <laughs> of course, you can. What does being rich mean to you? Um, fulfillment in terms of for, for me, um, you know, is time, you know, being able to spend time with my family, giving my family what my time, what, what I need to do. And the only way you can get to that is by having a good team around you and everything that I do, I have a, a successful team that work alongside me so that I can delegate and let them run the show, so to speak, where I can spend time with my loved ones and give them what I need. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can have as many properties as you want. You can have as much money in the bank as you want. But if you're not fulfilled in your own space, it doesn't mean nothing. Um, so yeah, you know, I wouldn't say that's what riches means to me, but that's what motivates me every day. Yeah, no, no, it, I'm very similar. Family man, I've got three. I've got number four on the way. Um, yeah, you've got your yes. work cut out, then I've just, I've just, I need to be a problem. coming through. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a driving factor for me too, and I think that's a common thing with a lot of successful people. Is it's not just money. If you're solely motivated by money, there's a limit to how far you can go, and you maybe cross oh. the line. The integrity side but if it's for family and for a better life i think you'll go further that's Definitely. um i agree i agree with you on that thank you so much it's been a great episode and um, if there's anything no so if anybody wants to reach out to you or follow your journey or anything like that what's the best way for them to reach out and follow follow yeah, you yeah i'm on i'm on all social media platforms reese many um instagram twitter linkedin drop me a message um we respond whether it be me or my team always get back to you Happy, you know, I do a podcast as well. So I've got my own podcast where I interview serial entrepreneurs. Um, you know, so if there's any anyone that's listening that wants me to interview anybody that they can think of, they can drop my team a message. We can try and pencil that in. 
Um, but yeah, any questions, anything as little or as big or as silly as you think they are to us, what, whatever questions you've got, if I can help you in any way, shape or form, that's what I'm here to do, giving back um, to, to people that might be sitting there thinking, you know what, should I do this, shouldn't I do that? And they might just need that little nudge that can give them or they take a little nugget from what we've spoke about today or any of my other podcasts or any of your other podcasts, um, you know, and hopefully they get what they need. Love that. Sounds good. Um, no, thank you for being on the show. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could pop on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more attention the podcast gets. And then it enables me to get even better guests and give even more inspiration and even more motivation to you guys. So I'd really appreciate it if you popped onto Apple Podcasts, left us a review, shared the podcast with your friends and family, and plenty on social media to try and grow the podcast, which enables me to inspire you guys even more. Thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful. I really appreciate it and have a fantastic day.